Hello and welcome back to Crossing the Tape, your new favorite, we hope, true crime podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brendan, and I'm joined, of course, by my lovely wife, Hillary. And tonight we're going to give you the exciting conclusion, part two, to the story of the giggling granny, Nanny Doss. But before we get there, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and soon to be New Year's by the mm-hmm. time you're hearing this. <laughs> um, we'll go over. What's our story to this point? All right. Well, Nanny Doss, or the Giggling Granny, uh, one of many nicknames. Um, so far, she has poisoned two daughters and killed two grandkids. She's gone through two husbands and is now on her third. And I'll clarify the first husband is lucky, he got away. Yeah, he saw what happened to his two, two of his daughters and decided, eh, maybe this, right. this nanny thing's not for me. And if this is your first time listening, you need to go back and listen to at least the first part of this episode. And all of our episodes. There's not many. That's but what I said at least. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a history of Bluebeard, check last episode. Right. And the rest of the facts. But anyhow, so we left off with her third husband. <clears throat> and when we left him, he was alive, correct? Yes. Uh, this is Arlie. Again, fun names. Arlie Lanning. Uh, he and Nanny dated for two days hmm. after uh, sending salacious letters back and forth for a bit <laughs> from the Lonely Hearts section. <clears throat> that was not the one that wooed her with poetry. That was her second husband, right? Right. Second husband and first husband that uh, died of poisoning. Hmm. Not the last. Now this Arlie, they knew each other formally for two days and married, which is nuts. a sound, reasonable thing to do. <laughs> two days? Can't even remember someone's name after two days. I hope you remember mine. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 Middle name took me three days. Okay. <laughs> well, so Nanny hadn't wasted much time getting back into the Lonely Hearts and found herself a gentleman from North Carolina by the name of Arlie Lanning. Two days later, she was Mrs. Lanning. Mm. And unfortunately for Arlie, his alcoholism and love for uh, ladies of the night kind of upset Nanny. who mm-hmm. We know she's... She's got a, a kind of a short fuse. Well, that'd be upsetting. I'd have a short fuse at that point. Yeah. But you'd be more, like, <laughs> explosively mad. Nanny's kind of yeah, quietly I'm, angry. Yeah, I'm Sicilian. It comes out. Yeah. <laughs> You'd throw a pizza at me or mm. Sicilian things. Yeah. Nanny, though, she's real, real quiet. She takes it all in stride, but she has a plan in her back pocket. Is that what Sicilians do? You hit somebody with a pizza to prove a point? I don't know. No, you just hit somebody. No, I never got that mad. <laughs> but I do have the red hair, so. Somebody calls a friend, people go missing. <laughs> that's not, that's, yeah, that's We can't a, talk about no. these things. Anyhow. So, Arlie. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1952, Mr. Lanning, uh, he had his final breakfast, thanks to his darling nanny, Would you tell us what happened to good old Arlie? Well, he 
it was thought that he died naturally. Yes. Um, was it a cardiac event? Uh, I believe it was a cardiac event related to his alcoholism. Right. That was that was what they thought. She's um, got a thing for alcoholics, isn't she? Uh, probably has to go back to her childhood. Yeah. But um, Arlie there, it was suspected originally that his death was natural, mm-hmm. based off of his alcoholism. And it came out later that it was not natural, and that Nanny had dosed him, just like the others, with arsenic, I think. Not with moonshine no. this time. No. Did you read... Did you happen to see... I believe he was arsenic. Okay. Yes, but poison. how? Uh, he, well, Cause... I, as I had mentioned, he had his final breakfast. Oh, that's right. She served yeah. him a delicious coffee. Who doesn't love a coffee? Mm. Who doesn't love arsenic? <laughs> Me. And a lace. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Uh, he was served coffee and, I believe, a prune pie. Not the only pie she would bake for a husband, and Mm -hmm. not the only arsenic she would dose somebody with. No, but after tasty meal and went kaput. But it just so happened that his mother lived with them at the time as well, and his poor mother died suddenly in her sleep, and it was very just oh, all of a sudden she died in her sleep after her poor son. Yeah, so Arlie died, had his final meal, and then shortly after, Nanny went to live with uh, Arlie's mother. They had moved into another place. Hmm. But Nanny made sure to pack up her television and all her other worldly belongings. From the house that they resided in. Right, from her and Arlie's home. And she found out, well, Arlie has a... He's left in his will. I'm sure he didn't have time to change it. They did this all quickly. <laughs> but his will said Married that after two days. if anything happened to him, he can't even get the paperwork in order. Mm, yeah. If anything was to happen to him, his house would be left to his sister. And that didn't sit well with Nanny, because after all, she'd known the guy for like a, month. a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> so she thought she'd be entitled to everything. So what she did... Well, we can't say she did, but oddly, once all of her things were removed from the house, the house burned down. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is strange. Very strange timing. So, nothing left for her, for Arlie's sister. And then... And then Arlie's mother passed away in her sleep. Ugh. And the only other person around was Nanny, but that's surely coincidence, just like all the rest. Yeah. Just purely coincidental. But then the insurance money, that was quite interesting, too. Yeah, Nanny waited. Well, Arlie's mother waited to pass away peacefully in her sleep until a check came in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have the uh, the details of that check? I don't oh. know if we found an amount. I don't think we found an amount, but the check originally was supposed to go to Arlie's sister. Right. It because was the home in, insurance. Right. It was the house insurance, the will bequeathed everything to her. Right. So if something happened to the house, she would at least get the insurance. She would get the insurance. But Nanny intercepted somehow, got the insurance check, and illegally cashed it and got it. So Arlie's sister got nothing. Yeah. 
And, well, she got a couple of funerals mm. and a pile of ash. Yeah. Nanny, she still had her television and now a pocket full of cash. Mm-hmm. And so, what's a lady to do? <laughs> she moves back to Alabama. And her timing was perfect because she had a sister named Dovey. Mm-hmm. Who was ill and bedridden. And she needed someone to take care of her. Right. And so, so naturally, Nanny, being her name Nanny, was going to take care of her. Not long after Nanny moved in with Dovey back in Alabama. She ended up dead. Surely. She turned for the worse. <laughs> Quickly, stomach pains and... Mm-hmm. It must be a family thing. Must be, must be. Her, her own two children. <laughs> and now everyone who eats her pie or drinks moonshine that she's gotten her hands on. They die. So Dubby's passed. No insurance money there. No. Nothing but... that I saw. But Nanny needed a, she still needed a husband. Because right. he's out there. Her guy. When did Nanny's mom die, though? Well, in just a moment. <laughs> uh, Nanny joined a male correspondence dating service, so she's graduated from just the, the papers, mm-hmm. and she's in an actual service, and she met a gentleman. I wonder how much that cost back then. Like, what What was that? I think I saw it. I actually saw the amount. That she, <laughs> she paid like $9 to join. Which That's a lot back then. considerable back then. It was That's like, a Five or nine dollars. And I don't know if that's monthly or like, ah, oh, you're in now. Now you're in the club. That That's a lot. Yeah. She joined the Diamond Hearts dating service and met a man named Richard Morton. Now, if you're spending a few bucks a month in those days for a dating service. You have to have money. Yeah, you're well off. That's a good sign. You only yeah. meet the, the upper crust. Right. In this thing. You'd hope. Yeah. Well, he would. So they married her and... Nanny and Richard Morton, they married in 1952. Mm-hmm. And for once, she'd married a guy who wasn't an alcoholic. He didn't have troubles with the ladies. Everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then in 1953, Nanny's father passed away, and her mother Louisa moved in with her and Richard. And it seems that just as anybody who's close to Nanny... And moves in. They don't last very long. Right. Just days after moving in, Louisa started having these weird stomach pains. Just like everybody else. Well, not everybody. There were those two kids who were asphyxiated or stabbed to death. But elsewise, everybody has stomach pains when they they get close to Nanny. And then they're gone within a day or two. And that that was the case for Louisa. After moving in, two days later, stomach pains and death. Mm-hmm. And then not long after Louisa's death, the Reaper came knocking again. For Richard Morton in 1953. And the lovely nanny gave him some coffee that was spiked with arsenic. It was in a thermos, right? Yeah. Like she was sending him off to work? Yeah. Here you go, dear. Here Here's... you go. Here's your coffee. Off Let's you go. Something extra. 
But it wasn't Bailey's this time. No. This was not an Irish cream. <laughs> and so just months, months after Morton's death, with a $1,500 life insurance payout in hand, which, mm-hmm. again, 1950s, $1,500. bucks. It's quite a bit. A pretty penny. I mean, that's a decent amount now. Won't get you as far, but... Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't kill for 1500 bucks. You shouldn't kill, period. Or the 1950s equivalent. But <laughs> no killing. No. Not for money, not for anything. Not for anything. Uh, with that life insurance money in hand, Nanny found her next true love in a nice fella from Tulsa, Oklahoma, by the name of Samuel Doss. Mm-hmm. Who, of course, she would keep his last name. Which should indicate to you we're drawing to the close of the evil nanny. Right. And Samuel, like Richard, didn't have a sordid past or sordid habits. He was a good man. He was a minister, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. So, he was a good man. Not a boozer. Nope. And, of course, for some reason, nanny still wasn't satisfied. Oh, I've got a bit of a reason. Oh, Maybe I didn't see that one. Interject now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it Before comes. Before I get to the rest. Uh, he, so he wasn't into the, the ladies or anything like that. He's mm. a good, he's a minister. Right. A proper houseman. But he only permitted educational television and reading in the house. What's which wrong meant. With that? <laughs> well, Nanny, despite her several oh, marriages. She liked her steamy novels. She, yeah, she loved her romance stories. And he said, that's not happening in this home and he wouldn't allow her to enjoy See, her that life. i did not know her naughty habit of reading these dirty books you know See? the ones with fabio on the cover See, if you told me all i could all i could read was something educational that's not a punishment <laughs> that's because i'm the ultra nerd <laughs> I, I have to stop you right i get in trouble get you, for reading you gotta, I have to get you to read the funnies from the, the newspaper on lighten Sundays. up <laughs> And so Nanny couldn't read her romance novels, and that was enough for her to bake another pie. Oh. Yes. A prune cake this time, I think. Mm-hmm. And she, this was the experiment, right? Like, she experimented with the cake. The, yeah, this was kind of where she figured out, well, she'd already killed one with right. a pie. But she, this kind of this... proved that there's no better way to right. hide arsenic so, than with prune. So she... So she tried and baked a prune cake, and apparently it sent Samuel to the hospital, and he was very ill. However, he survived. Resilient man. So, from there, she thought, well, the cake didn't do it, so I need to go back to the coffee, like I did for Morton. And she ended up, he came home from the hospital. After like two weeks in the hospital Mm -hmm. with excruciating stomach pain. Yeah came home she handed him here dear here's some coffee welcome home and then that was it yeah he died that night after having a big Mm. swig of that coffee you know we didn't come across where she got the arsenic did we i mean i know apothecaries carried some of that no but it was somewhat common i mean like you can yeah you can still buy like lye now one rat (laughs) poison yeah there's harmful things out there that Mm-hmm. People can't still get their hands on. You just but go to your local hardware store. I'm just, I'm just wondering. Um, but it was used, um, I believe, in 
gardening, right? Uh, I think parchment and such is a chemical for something to do with writing and. I think too back then there was something like arsenic and weed killer and everything. Probably I believe. So. Not not certain, but I think so. Anything with the word killer in it's probably got <laughs> a little arsenic. Something something bad. <laughs> uh, but it was, I guess, more readily available in those days. It was. And people even, you know, when commenting on the story about how wild it was, it's kind of like uh, when antifreeze hit the headlines mm-hmm. as you know, people were poisoning their husbands with it. Right. Don't let your Every, dogs drink it. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's got, got it. Yeah. And that, that's kind of how arsenic was back in the day that, well, I've got arsenic in the garage in case I need it for mm-hmm. a project or to kill my wife or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a direct quote, but <laughs> that was the sentiment right. at the time. Well, uh, the doctor who treated Samuel Doss was actually a good friend of his and was baffled by, one, his admittance to the hospital in the first place with these unknown Weird stomach convulsions. Cramps. Nothing that he's had before. He, it wasn't food poisoning. That would have cleared up in that time. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him, but eventually he was okay enough to go home, and then suddenly he turns he up dead. So he asked Nanny... In he was front, already a little suspicious. But he asked her in front of a bunch of people. Right. So she felt like if she said no, that would draw too much suspicion. Little did she know. He says, well, it'd probably be a good idea. Maybe we could save more lives if we do an autopsy and figure out what was wrong with him. And so begrudgingly, she goes, oh. Okay. All right. And so the autopsy's performed. And wouldn't you know it? They find enough arsenic in his stomach to kill ten horses. See, I didn't read that. Yeah, that's wild. Quite a measurement. Well, and I was thinking about that earlier because... That's not how you kill a horse. (laughs) No. Uh, But I was thinking about that earlier and how me being an actual investigator and growing up reading Agatha Christie's from the time I was in third grade and arsenic was always used... It was always slow, a slow death. You know, it was very... It was put into somebody's tea, you know, over like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And with her... Antifreeze. Yeah. And like it slowly builds. Like with her, everything was very quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you eat two or three bites of something and you're already convulsing and you die in minutes. Yeah, she went for and broke. arsenic... Yeah, arsenic works quickly, but if you have enough. So that's... You know, it's interesting that she didn't just. She must not have been patient, like she. No, she was. She what? Well, five husbands. She, but you know, I'm. I'm just saying, like she's not waiting for Prince Charming. She's coming to get him. Well, I guess so, but I don't know. Prince Charming better run the other way. She seemed, especially with Samuel, she was going for broke. That once yeah. he was released from the hospital, she said, well, like, well, that's it. I gotta take care of this. If enough to kill three horses won't do it. Let's go for ten. Which, it still begs the question. I know Samuel didn't let her have her dirty novels, but... That's enough to That's kill. enough to throw away a decent husband? Like, I don't understand. And she's gotten away with so much at this mm-hmm. point. Nobody has any idea but that's, she's killed. But that's when they, they mess up. Right. That's when they mess up is they've gotten away with so much. They've got the ego now. They yeah, think they're untouchable. invincible. They're untouchable. And that's when they screw up. 
Yeah, and that's probably since since she had gotten away with it, mm-hmm. she decided anything that I don't like is getting the arsenic. Right. So, <laughs> so her ego now, takes over at this point. She's killed daughters, grandchildren, sisters, mothers, Alleged. mother-in-laws, mm-hmm. husbands, and so he says, eh, "No more of those those naughty books." <laughs> okay, all right, I'll put them over here by the trash. You can take them out in the morning if you're still alive. Right. So it was her way or the arsenic way. <laughs> well, but it bit her in the end. Yeah, and I I think her method using the uh, the pie and then the coffee, like you say, it's usually like a slow little bit at a time mm. kind of thing. She would just use a ton of it, but hide it in something that was hide, like extra yeah. bitter, sweet. I don't, and... I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. No, I don't. I sure. haven't done that research, but I think you have to hide it though. Yeah. So the powerful right. flavor, the acidity and the sweetness of the plums mm-hmm. or the bitterness of the coffee right. was enough that the person would have a few bites before going, What's this doesn't taste right. But after they did his autopsy, they decided to exhume others that she was close to and they died. Yeah, she was quickly arrested and interrogated once they found the arsenic in Samuel's stomach. And she confessed pretty quick. Uh, she she giggled her way through the questioning and ever since she would anytime someone brought up the deaths of her family members or husbands she would giggle she would which, just do a lot of laughing which maybe, of course how she got the nickname well and that could be I was going to say it could be the head injury but I would, wouldn't would pin it on that because that's not an excuse mm-hmm. I would say it's a nervous thing Yeah, it's either it's a nervous habit Nerves, I think, but then in the end, even later in life when all this was over, still, if someone asked her for an interview, she would laugh at the thought of her husband's or family members being dead or so poisoned. She was, she was missing... So there was a bit of, of nuts in there. Right. She was she missing was, a component. Yeah. Absolutely an no ethical empathy. Com- yeah, an ethical component. I don't know that I would go so far as to say, oh, she's a psychopath. No. But she's nuts. Because that, that term is it's used too much. It's abused. Yes. But no, but she she had crazy tendencies. Yeah, there was something definitely wrong. A personality disorder of something. Right. And maybe that was spurred by the head injury or that combined with her upbringing. I'd, I'd say combination. Yeah. That all of those factors created this quiet monster of a woman. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, she giggled her way through the questioning about the deaths of her husband and family members, gaining her that famous nickname. And then after insisting that she was innocent, they... (laughs) So they gave her an easy way and a hard way kind of thing. They said, listen, you can either confess to all these deaths, because by then they'd looked into her and seen everyone that gets close to her dies quickly. Or we can do it the hard way and exhume all these bodies, see how much arsenic is in them, because we know you killed them all, and then you'll be executed for those crimes. And she's still kind of hemmed and hawed. They offered her, or she agreed to confess or give a truthful statement if she could just get one of those romance novels. Ah, so that the was the barter. Said, you know, easy way or hard way? She said, well, 
What about one of those uh, those hot stories? Can I read one of them first? So they gave her one of those nasty books. <laughs> and then she finally admitted, all right, I, I did kill my husband's and Arlie's mother, but I didn't kill any of my family members. And she mm-hmm. maintained that innocence for quite a while. But that didn't matter because most of the bodies, I believe seven in total of the, what are we, we figure nine, ten, ten. victims? Ten at least. Um, seven of the bodies were exhumed and tested and found that they were all killed by arsenic poisoning. Which, that's interesting. In that year, I don't think I realized that that kind of testing was that acute back then. Yeah, this this is the mid-50s by that's now. That's the mid-50s. That's when forensics was just... I mean, forensics, it was prevalent way before then. Mm-hmm. But a lot of agencies didn't adopt any of that until much later. And it's interesting that in the 50s, they were already pinpointing toxicology. From and bodies that had been buried for yes like to me that's that's advanced i mean Mm -hmm. when you look at history it isn't but for american history it is yeah so after all those bodies were exhumed and tested it was found that she was definitely a heartless killer and she would target anyone close to her Mm -hmm. nanny interestingly she was convicted at trial after a jury found that she was sane enough to stand trial. Because obviously this is a clear, yeah, almost a slam dunk for an insanity plea. Well, yeah. Who would do this but an insane person? But back then you didn't, I mean, insane asylums now are bad, but back then they were worse. And as I said, it was a jury that found her sane for trial, not necessarily mm, court-appointed psychiatrists. Right. So she was found fit for trial convicted and then her sentence would have been execution mm-hmm. but a judge declared that she was insane even after the jury said no she's sane nah. the judge decided well she's too insane or not sane enough to face execution and would instead receive life in prison and it's also asserted that the judge didn't want to set a bad precedence by executing a female. So there was another gender issue that mm-hmm. they didn't want to... Like you said earlier, well, in the last episode, the FBI didn't recognize female serial killers initially. Not, so I for, guess, not for a bit. So I guess there was no room on death row for female murderers or serial killers. So Doss maintained that her actions were a result of her traumatic brain injury as a child was locked up in 1955 serving 10 years in prison before she died from leukemia Hmm. so life in prison but it wasn't that long for her no uh do you have any stats or facts on what she did in her time in prison or what she wasn't allowed to do well she wanted to work in the kitchen <laughs> but given her background that was a no-no so she was relegated to, yes to the laundry which i guess she didn't like that that much yeah. um but another interesting fact is that right after samuel died 
it was already known. She was communicating and flirting with another man. And in prison, she never stopped. She continued to communicate via mail with several men. So she never gave up that part of her persona. Yeah, she was still... She At that point, everyone knew what she had done. And she still wanted that happily ever after, mm-hmm. even if it was just sending letters back and forth from prison. Right. Uh, do you want to explain, since I know this is something that we've watched, like, you know, crime documentaries and listened to podcasts, and it's driven you insane a little more than me, but I get it, uh, <laughs> the difference between MO and signature for a killer. Right, and I'll just go over it quickly. Um, MO refers to something that's necessary to a kill, and signature is something added. So... For Nanny Doss, her M.O. was poison, I would say, because majority of her victims were poisoned. Yeah, she's not afraid to kill, but generally no. it's going to be right. arsenic or rat poison. But she didn't have a signature. Now, a signature, for example, would be if a killer is a strangler, and they strangle every single victim, and then they leave a flower on their body. Well, the flower has nothing to do with the act of murder so the flower would be the signature the strangulation would be the, the mo right so with nanny she did not have a signature she just had an mo and a as you pretty mean, clear mo right and and as you mentioned you know there's several documentaries and everything out there that convolute that concept a little bit so i just want to make it clear that it is not a signature that she poisoned these people it is an mo Right, so the next time, yeah, the signature is not, well, she makes pies that kill. No, because no. she didn't do that for every death, and I would say there's no signature here. Yeah, so the next time you're watching a documentary or listening to a podcast that isn't this one, <laughs> and you hear someone say, well, the uh, the killer's signature was that he shot all of his victims in their sleep. That's no, not a signature. That's not a signature. Please write those people angry letters on our behalf. <laughs> No, don't. Not, well, don't name us, but for <laughs> us, because we can't get to all of them ourselves. We're buried in paper. Just, just take notes that that's not a signature, and that you know, what there's a MO difference. Is, yes. Uh, so in total, we've got ten victims, right. most by poison. All except the grandchildren. Right. The grandchildren were not poisoned. Those are the only two. Which I which, wonder if that's by design. And I was wondering that, too. That's interesting, and what I don't understand, I mean, I don't understand killing in general, but what I really don't understand is poison, let's say, is a, as as I mentioned earlier, is a quiet kill. But your grandchildren, who are innocent children... And both very, very suff- young. ...suffered more violent deaths. I don't mm-hmm. understand that aspect. Right. That a baby gets a stabbing and one gets asphyxiated and that to me does not make any sense yeah that's odd that she would put them through mm-hmm. the worst and maybe it's an attention thing as you said yeah. and no make no mistake arsenic is not a pleasant death no it's, it's convulsions and with her uh, first or her second husband rather that she poisoned his moonshine granted that was rat poison but similar effects he didn't just keel over. He was 
you know, up and in he horrible was agony, screaming through the night. For days. I mean, well, I mean, Overnight it, it can, him, yes, but if it's given in smaller doses, it can be days, and it's excruciating. And then Doss was in the hospital. But see, what's also... Horrible pain for a couple weeks. But what also is interesting is I don't think she thought she was ever going to get caught. I don't think she ever thought someone would do an autopsy. No, because arsenic, that's how she dodged it for that long. Is right. That she, whenever they asked, well, should we do an autopsy? No. Oh, no. I, I, that would be too too difficult. And right. then she would have a funeral with all her friends there. Because arsenic in particular is very traceable. Yeah. So in today's world, it would be known immediately what happened. Yeah, it's not like some rare no. tree frog poison from the African jungles. That no. You see in a movie, well, it it, they, it shows up as a this and that in an yeah. autopsy. No. No. It's clearly It's arsenic. very clear. So she obviously did not think. And see, then autopsies, I think, weren't as prevalent as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it still goes state by state. Yes. But most of the... Case by case. Case by case. But most of the time, at least in our state, which we'll not name... Uh, autopsies are done for almost every death, no matter what. It's very rare, unless they're an elderly person and it's known that it's natural, then almost every single death investigation is sent to the coroner. Yes. But especially back then, that wasn't so much the case. Mm -hmm. And even today, it's not in every case. Now, if it's suspicious, yes. So, I don't think she planned on getting caught. No. She probably thought she was going to get away with it forever, but it was just that one doctor that said, you know what, this, I don't trust this so lady. So, kudos to him. Yeah. Yeah, good on him. He unraveled this whole thing. He said, I don't trust her. I'm going to ask her if we can do an autopsy on Samuel. But he made sure she was in front of other people so she'd feel that uh, peer pressure. pressure. <laughs> So for once, peer pressure did something good. Yeah. It yeah. stopped a killer. Because she would have kept going. Oh, she yeah. Was, I mean, she was still trying in those lonely hearts well, things, but and she it's got, hard to get those visits in prison. Right. And she got a little more fast and furious with her killings to right. me. Some of the husbands were abusive or adulterous. This guy said, I don't want those books in my house. And she said, well, that's it for you. Mm-hmm. So it was getting to the point that anything she didn't like... Anything that was a no was that was it i don't feel like going to church today i'm gonna stay in bed oh well if you're not gonna take me out to that's it poison right poison for you i think that wraps the giggling granny nanny doss but why don't we for just a second let's wildly speculate hmm jealousy yeah I think jealousy is a big thing. Attention, I think, is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was a mother or a mother-in-law, that seemed she, to set her off, too, mm-hmm. that she didn't like other people around. She, she had to be the center of attention. And it was probably, too, because in her childhood, that was not permitted. Right, that the repression, that no makeup. No makeup, these, conservative you, dressing. You can't have attention from men. Men. And then being victimized by men. Right. Yeah, she wanted attention, but she it's like she didn't quite have a handle on how or 
why or the on exactly what she was looking for no but she had a fantasy in her head and i don't think she had a healthy outlook on relationships anyway no especially if her childhood was filled with you have to be conservative so you don't get molested and then she is molested right that's so maybe she it's should not, do the opposite, but then she's still mistreated. Right. It's not an excuse for her behavior, no. but it is an explanation. Yeah, I think it's fair to say those factors, right. even though I'm neither of us are psychological experts. By no means. I think it's fair to say those factors played into her really it's odd behavior. I know murder is odd, but <laughs> well, this husband's really nice to her, but he has one rule. Right. Kill him. This guy came home drunk one night and abused her. Kill him. Yeah. This guy, he would mess around with other women. Well, kill him. Mm-hmm. There's 500 bucks on the line from a life insurance payout. Asphyxiation. Yeah. yeah. Very she irrational. Could, yeah. And for very little. Yeah. Very little gain. Speaking of little, as we come to a close here, I want you to look out for... Some little episodes coming up. We're going to be doing mini episodes, if you will, on history of different forensic disciplines. Mm -hmm. Such as? Crime scene photography. Yes. That'll probably be the first one. Mm -hmm. And that history is pretty interesting, and it doesn't delve just into photography at crime scenes. It delves into police photographs in general. So that fits both of our professions. Right. So we'll release those uh, here and there starting in the coming weeks. Just to give those curious, maybe that aren't, that don't work in this field, what exactly the purpose of some of these things are, Mm -hmm. aside from the obvious on the surface. Well, you know fingerprints identify things, but we'll go a bit deeper than that and give you a rudimentary education. True. And with that, signing off. I'm Hillary. I'm Brendan. Stay safe.